Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back to the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, joined, as always, by Johnston for this big fight preview of this weekend's big fight. And it is Artur Paterbiev defending his IBF, his WBC and WBO light heavyweight titles against Anthony Yard, who is looking to become the champion. It's going to be an interesting conversation, Johnston, about Anthony Yard's challenge and his crack at the formidable Baturbiev because there's a lot of opinions about Anthony Yard and, of course, about his trainer, Tunde Ajayi, which people have got negative opinions about him and some of them positive, some of them negative. And I think it's going to be a really good conversation to have about the realistic chances of Anthony Yard being able to dethrone Baturbiev, who is undefeated and just knocks every single fighter he faces out. And it's... Uh, it's it's a very interesting prospect, this coming fight. And I think a lot of people have already made the predictions about how it's going to go down. But like we do on this show, we try to kind of give an opinion on both sides of what could potentially happen. And obviously in the aftermath of, of last weekend's show with... Liam Smith knocking out Chris Eubank Jr. A big shock indeed. You just never know what's going to happen in boxing. So we're going to get into this fight. And I'm going to pass this over to you straight from the off, Johnston. And just ask you the question. What do you think initially about this fight? And first of all, Anthony Yard's chances in it. It's a good fight. I'm really looking forward to it. It's probably the first one this year that I really am looking forward to. Other than... Eubank Smith was a good fight last weekend and I was really intrigued to see how that would go and surprised by Liam Smith and as you say there's always a chance that it can go the other way I did not think Eubank would get knocked out he got stopped in four pretty quickly and devastatingly so Yard, Baturvia both big hitters Baturvia obviously the biggest hitter the imposing and intimidating Russian he's just 
if you think about the biggest punches in boxing in a minute, you think Inoue, you think Wilder, and you think Baturviev. And I would say that Inoue and Baturviev are probably a bit more similar in terms of that they have the fundamental skills. They, have fan- they are fantastic boxers, and they always find a way. And, you know, compared to Wilder, where Wilder's just a, a one-punch wonder, let's, let's be honest. I mean, it, it, that's the only thing he can do, is it that right hand? But when he hits you, I mean, he knocks you out. So, not not discrediting that, but I do think Baturviev and Inoue, two of the best in the division at just getting rid of guys and and the, the way they faint, the way they can switch things up. And I enjoy watching Baturviev. I think he's had some impressive victories in his career against uh, Vodik, Govdik, whatever, however you pronounce his name, Brown Smith Jr., Dean's, like, big, big wins there for Baturviev. And then when you look at Yard, obviously not so much. Um, you mentioned uh, Tunde. Um, people don't necessarily like this guy. He reminds me of like a, a Bundini brand where Bundini brand was in Ali's corner. And for those that didn't know, he's one with a funny haircut, um, considers himself as a bit of a trainer, but he was a, he was a yes man. And he was also the guy that would get Ali up. He would always give him, it'll be that positive voice in his ear where you had Anjo Dundee as his main trainer. And I do see Tunde as being that guy. If he ever gets asked a question, it always ends up going back to Anthony Yardo. He's the greatest fighter of all time. And it's good to have those guys in camp. But then I can understand the criticisms for the way he trains Yard. Because I believe that with Yard, he's got a lot of power, explosiveness. He's a good boxer as well at times. And I think he's got the, the potential to be a superstar. But I do feel that he needs someone else to train him and progress his career better. Because, you know, we'll go into his that, but that's just my opinion on Tunde. Um, and I think I feel like Yard has, he's being held back by his promoter and by his, not by his trainer, but I, f- I, f- I just feel that he, he could be better than what he is now. Saying that, he's had some good, imp- a couple of impressive victories. Um, so, yeah, I'll look, I'll, I'm going to leave it there for now until we move on to the next part of this and then sort of looking at both guys. But, yeah, I... I Baturviev is a monster. He really is. He he should be called the monster, not a new way, because I just like everything about the guy. I think he's a big puncher. He's a good boxer. He faints well. He's got everything there. I just can't see it going one way, but you never know. For me, it's more of a conversation about Anthony Yard and the lack of experience, I believe, and still believe he has at this level. And I think that's what I struggle with 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 Yard is is I, I like he's a lot he, of soft touches isn't he yeah but I like what he can do and he looks like he's got the potential like you said to be a superstar I totally agree with that statement the problem is is he's not faced enough guys at the top level the elite level to be able to sit there and go do you know what he's genuinely got a chance here because of the experience he's had. So that first big step up, that major step up, he jumped from domestic level to face Sergei Kovalev in 2019. It was a huge jump up. And do you know, he had Kovalev rocking. He could have finished Kovalev in that fight. And his inexperience, uh, a bit of stamina issue seemed to play a factor in that. And eventually he got stopped in the 11th round. He seemed exhausted and he got put down by seemingly a jab. And that was it. It was it was kind of over. And people were criticising Tunde because they didn't feel he was giving the right advice in the corner. Yeah, he's a yes man. Yeah, he, he has his own unique style of doing things. Doesn't always attract the attention positively. But he's got Anthony Yard to this level. He's got him to this level. He's, he's fought the guys that he's fought. But I still feel he's missing 
a piece of that jigsaw puzzle. That that's how I look at it. You know, using that metaphor, I think, you know, you've got a jigsaw puzzle and you want to make the best fighter you can. You've got to put them pieces together within that puzzle. And I don't think them pieces are fully there yet because I don't think he's had the experience he necessarily needs to be able to then go in and take on a guy like Baturviev. I can't fault the opportunity and taking the opportunity. They genuinely feel they can do this and fair play to them for having that level of confidence to do that. But ultimately, I think what hinders him in this fight is his, his lack of experience at the world level. So, you, like I say, I'm going through his career list now as I'm speaking and I'm looking at the career list and I think, right, Sergei Kovalev 2019 loses in 11 rounds, looks knackered, looks absolutely out on his feet, gets put down by a jab. You think, okay, he can come back from this. This is a great experience for him. Then he fights uh, a journeyman and then he fights Dex Spellman, who I've got no problem with Dak. He's a, he's a good domestic fighter. Then he fights Lyndon Arthur and loses via a split decision. Comes back and then blows him out in 2021 and gets that really good emphatic victory and then in his last fight fights Stefani Koikov who was a 14-1 and opponent who let's be honest nobody really knows him nobody knows he's at that world level he's not a, a top 10 guy so for me that, that that's not the resume I expect to see going in against a guy like Baturbiev at least when you see like guys like Joe Smith Jr who was Baturbiev's last opponent go in there at least he's fought world guys at least he's been in there with that quality to be able to give himself the experience and a chance a fighting chance of being able to to beat a guy like Paterbiev and, and that's my biggest problem with Yard is that the experience is is a factor here a huge factor in my personal opinion and I think many people will maybe feel the same but I think a lot of people's opinions go more towards the fact that Tunde's in the corner and the issues around how he trains him and the perceived issues around the fact that he doesn't give him the right advice and Tunde would absolutely argue the toss with people like us sat here having this conversation and anyone else who wants to go at him a lot of the time when people go at him on social media he just blocks him understandably so sometimes but sometimes you need to hear the truth about the matter and I think that's the problem if he's not accepting that you know he's inexperienced at this level Anthony Yard then for me that's a huge oversight and I think that's what's going to potentially be the downfall in this fight so as we go into the keys to victory for this fight, I think the first, keeping with Yard, the first thing we've got to think about is how does Yard win it, Johnston? How does he win it? Um, I'm, If you're going to look at the one fight of Paterbia, was the Callum, Smith, Callum Johnson fight. People have alluded to that and said that if Callum Johnson can get can put Paterbia down and have him in trouble, then and Yard surely does have the power to do that. But so did Smith Jr. You know, so did... Uh, Good Vic, is it Vud Dick? I always get Gerdvik, Gerdvik, and I, I like them both. Michael's Brown as well. They're all they're all guys that I believe are sort of in and around that contender. They, they, in fact, one of those guys would be or has been a world champion if it wasn't for Paterviev and Bivol. Let's be honest, because you've got two superstars in that division, and Yard falls in that category. Yard needed to have one of these guys. He got Kovlev, and and he got found out, and I sort of. I knew that would happen. I just had this feeling because of the lack of experience. But the experience he can gain from that Kovlev, the Russian uh, vodka drinker. Um, yeah, Kovlev, he, 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 he dealt with him in the end. But I just don't see Yard, apart, you know, Lyndon Arthur fight as well. He lost that one on split decision. He comes back and booms him out in the rematch. Fantastic performance. So those experiences he can pull on, 
and hopefully take that with him to, to take on Paterviev. But Paterviev is a different animal and he's head and shoulders above everybody else in this division. He's proven that. I was a huge fan of Smith Jr. You, we both were. And he got blasted out in two rounds. His game plan was terrible that night. He should never have done and gone for it. He should have bided his time a little bit longer and, and trying to get himself a little bit further into the fight. Trouble is with Paterviev, he's not the type of guy where if you take him down the stretch, He's, you know, he's going to tire and he, and, and that's where you can take him because he's he's taking guys out late. He's taking guys out early. Not only that, he's, he's a good boxer as well. The one thing you would have about Baturviev is the fact that he's older. When will Father Time catch up with him? That will inevitably happen one day in the ring. So could it be this fight? Is is this, are the stars aligned for Anthony Yard? He makes his debut in 2015 at Wembley Arena. Now he gets his world title shot at Wembley Arena against Baturviev. If Yard wins this fight, I'll put this up there alongside Lloyd Hunnigan's victory against Donald Curry. And I know Lloyd Hunnigan was obviously overseas at the time, but that is that is the type of difference here. Hunnigan went in against Curry. Curry was this monster puncher, knocking everyone out, one of the pound-for-pound best. That is, that is the level of this victory. And that is the chance I give Yard. Not much, to be honest with you, because I do believe that eventually Paterviev will find the shot. Very Yard looking, yeah, and I mean, just saying that Yard has to try and throw some shots unexpectedly. They've got to come from nowhere, like Callum Johnson landed, exactly like that. Otherwise, if he sees everything coming, like Baturviev does, he he just he's patient, he'll wait, and then when he sees the opportunity, he'll get rid of him. It's it's interesting this fight. I mean, I I want to see an upset. I mean, I love Baturviev. I got to be honest. I say I want to see an upset. I love watching Baturviev fight. I think he's a great fighter. He's he's got yeah. all the skills and abilities. And really, what I want to see is him fight Bivol. I think that's the dream fight for this division. And we've we've talked about that in our boxing wish list. This is the fight we need to see this year. But Anthony Yard's got an opportunity here. Like you said, the stars could align for this particular fight, and you know you could potentially see a huge upset. And it would it definitely be on that list of huge upsets. It would definitely be. You know, on that list with the Lloyd Hunnigan Donald Curry fight, he might even surpass that given the nature of the the, the odds that are stacked against him, really, because it's kind of very similar, really, when you think about that fight and how Don Curry was the guy, like the pound for pound guy. This is what Baturbiev is. You know, he, he's the seen as the ruler of this division. He's got three of the four belts in this division, Bivol holding the other one, the WBA version, and to beat him well nobody knows yet because nobody's done it and he's knocked every single opponent out he's for so if you're Anthony Yard how do you approach this fight well yes you do look at previous fights and you look at the fragilities in his defence and the fact that he can be hit by Terbiev and the fact that Callum Johnson was able to do that and put him down I think Callum Johnson's shown and has only really been one of the fighters that have shown the slight chinks in the Terbiev armour and I think for Anthony Yard he's he's got to not be too tentative throughout the course of the fight. I think the problem is you either get fighters that go in there like Joe Smith Jr. did and just try and throw the... Well, yeah, mistake. They throw the game plan out the window and then the defence goes out of the window with it and then ultimately they get knocked out. So you either go down that route and try and go for that early knockout and try and push him and surprise him or you take your time. You take your time with Paterbiev. You try and work out the angles. You try and work your way on the inside to get the short hooks in on the inside. You might be fearful of trying to get on on the inside. You might try and box him at range. There's there's multiple ways you can put plans together in a camp that you can try and negate a fighter's best strength. And that's essentially what they've got to do. They've got to try and negate 
Baturbiev's best strengths. Now, if they are going to do that, they've got to have more than one plan up their sleeve because Baturbiev is very adaptable as a fighter. I mean, we've seen that in the fights where they've gone longer than expected, where fighters have been able to adapt and been able to essentially survive longer than what other fighters have been able to do by changing their style up inside of the ring at the time of the fight. So I think what Anthony Yard has to do in the ring and what Tundai needs to do with him is to make sure they've got more than one plan. If they go in there with just the one plan, he's going to get stopped. He is. He's going to get yep. stopped. If they go in there thinking that that power that he possesses is going to be enough, then they're very foolish to do so because it's going to end up being an early knockout if they're not careful. I, as a British fan, as a British fight fan, obviously I'd like to see Yard do the impossible and I'd like to see him win. However, as a, a as a guy that loves this sport so much, as a guy that's followed this sport for many, many years like yourself, I essentially want to see the guy at the top of his game win the fight and go on to go for the big fight of the division. So ultimately, you know, in my head, it's like, I want Baturbiev to win, but then at my heart says I want, you know, I want Yard to win because Yard is the British guy. I mean, just because he's British, it doesn't mean I necessarily should support him. But ultimately, you always have that soft sort of affiliation and, and patriotism with wanting to support your guys doing well. But I think ultimately, I just think Baturbiev is 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 too much. And unless they come in with a spectacular game plan and they come in with more than one game plan, it's going to be a very difficult night for Anthony Yard and Tunde Ajayi. Yeah, I mean, he needs to beat him to the punch yard. He's got to continually beat him. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. To the punch. He's got to keep him off balance. And I, I, I question whether Yard is actually far. It, 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 where the speed goes. I think Baturbi, I, mean, I don't think there's much difference in speed. I think Yard might just edge it. But then as the fight wears on, I think he does lose that speed because he fatigues because of the extra muscle mass that he has as well. But that's his body shape. That's how he trains. The lack of sparring's always been an issue with Tundai as well. And I, I feel that just working the pads is not preparing a fighter enough. So I'm with you. I, th- I think Tunday, I think the one thing people will not want Yard to win because they can't handle hearing Tunday to tell everyone, I told you he was going to do it. I told you he was going to do it and have him... Uh, shouting his mouth off and bigging, bigging himself up. 
look, end of the day, I, I, I just can't see Paterviev losing this fight. Yard will... I think there could be elements in this where Yard could eventually even take a sneaky lead. There are a couple of fighters. I think Gervik and I think it might have been Deans. I think one of those two were ahead on points at the time of uh, Paterviev stopping him. So he can be at box at times if you're clever enough and you're cute enough. But eventually he will just find a way. I just I just can't see any any other way. Unless, again, Yard catches him and he, like Callum Johnson did, it has to be a counter shot. It has to be a shot that he doesn't see coming. It has to be a, an absolute, a beauty of a punch. And I'm not saying Yard hasn't got that in the bank because he has. But, you know, so did Smith Jr. Smith Jr. did exactly the same. He, I, I felt that he had a better chance, although eventually I think he would have lost. But I thought he was the one guy that could give him a chance, barring obviously Bivol. But... You know, Yard has probably just got just as much. Yard Smith Jr. is a good fight later on down sort of the year if they ever wanted to go down there because they're, they're the type of fights he should have had before going into this, to be fair. Um, I'm going to go, look, end of the day, I think from about 4-5, I think Yard's going to find himself in a spot above her. And I, I can see 4-6, to six, maybe 7. You know, he could, 7-8, he could go as far as sort of 6-7-8. But eventually, Batervia finds the way. He finds the shot. And Yard will crumble. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an absolute knockout, spark out. You know, on his, it's just going to be an accumulation of blows. The referee will probably jump in and stop it. So yeah, I will. I would probably, if I was going to bet on it, I'd say probably under six. If you're going to, I reckon under six range, you might get a good good odds on that. Over six, yeah, I don't know. Maybe could go over six, but I would say under six rounds. Peterviev stoppage. I think it's um, it's not too sort of difficult to know what people are predicting here. I think many people. You only have to look at the Paterbiev record and his history to know that he is going to go in there and at some point down the line he is going to hurt Anthony Yard. And I think what the question is is whether Anthony Yard and his punch resistance can hold up to it and for how or long. Or can he hurt him first. Or can he hurt him first, exactly. So it is a very interesting fight. I struggle to see how Yard wins it. I, I, I mean, we've given keys to victory. We've talked about how potentially you could win it. But I just... And I don't even... I have to go through keys to victory with Paterbiev. We don't even have to go through that. I think Paterbiev, you know, he's proven that he can adapt to any fighter that he's ever faced because he's done that and knocked him out. He's not gone the distance with any fighter in his professional career. And that's saying something. That is some feat. And he's 38 years of age. How long has he got left in this sport before he moves on? I mean, could he go till he's 40, 41, 42? I think the way he keeps himself in condition and leaves a very clean life, absolutely. What was interesting about Baturbiev going into this fight was um, he was actually getting a few people to come and spar with him. Uh, one of the first people that were going to spar with him, and I'll give him a shout out, he's actually one of uh, one of my old kickboxing sparring partners, which is Billy Dennis, who's now 7-0 as a professional. And me and Billy used to spar when we used to go kickboxing together before he transitioned to boxing. So there's my little, tiny little bit of claim to uh, claim to some type of fame, that Billy was actually over there sparring with Baturbia. Billy's a cruiserweight, so he was sparring. He's quite sort of small for a cruiserweight, Billy. So I think what he was doing was he was looking at someone who's slightly above light heavyweight and looking at maybe trying to get someone with a, a similar style to Anthony had. I think Billy does have that. And I think that's probably why he had him and, and one of his gym mates in there as well. He had one of uh, 
Billy's gym mates, Callum Simpson, in camp with him. So it was very interesting to see that go across social media. And, you know, obviously it kind of made me feel that Peterbiev is certainly preparing for the yard style because he's getting people in that have got a similar style to him that I'm aware of in boxing. So I just think Peterbiev is he's just going to be too good for yard. And I think yep. the lack of inexperience that yard possesses is going to be a huge factor when he goes into the trenches and he gets hurt for the first time. He's going to take some doing to to beat Baturbiev and it would take, I'm not going to say a near-on miracle, but it is going to take something huge. It's going to take a moment in boxing to be able to change the course of this fight. And I think Baturbiev isn't going to let that happen. And I think Baturbiev will beat Yard and I think he'll knock him out within six rounds. And hopefully Anthony can give a good account of himself. And it sounds mad saying that about a fighter because you're kind of just writing them off. But it's really hard not to. When we've gone through the course of this conversation, Johnston, we've talked about inexperience. We've talked about questions over the corner and the motivation of the corner and the intentions of the corner. We've talked about game plans, lack of game plans seen in previous fights. You couple all that together now and you summarise it and you think he hasn't really got much of a chance when you put it like that. But you can't argue with his punching power and you can't argue that all it could take is one shot to change the course of a fight. Look at Liam Smith last week. Liam Smith wasn't expected to do what he did. He certainly could have beat him on points and that's kind of what people felt like he could do with Eubank but nobody expected him to stop Eubank in emphatic fashion the way he did and I think that is just another testament to the way boxing can go sometimes but... I don't think that's going to happen this weekend. I think we both agree that Baturbiev, he, he wins this fight. He wins it emphatically. He continues on and hopefully we do get to see the Bivol fight. If not this year, finally next year. It has to happen before Arta Baturbiev retires or before he takes a defeat because it'll certainly it'll take away the drama of what could be a huge, huge fight in the light heavyweight division. And also the fact it could be an undisputed title matchup as well, which is uh, something we really want to see. But yeah, I think Arta Baturbiev beats Anthony Yard. He stops him. And that is our big fight for this particular weekend. And we did look around at what was going on. We looked at the undercard. We noticed that there was a WBA flyweight title on the line, the world flyweight title, Artem Dalakayan versus David Jimenez is a, a pretty good fight for the undercard for those that do follow the lower weight categories. Carol Ituma versus Ezequiel Osvaldo Moderna for the WBC International Heavyweight title is also on the line. Then you've got obviously the prospects of Frank Warren on this undercard. Charles Frankham, Uma Khan, Sean Noakes, Tommy Fletcher, Masood Abdullah, Joshua Frankham, Khalil Ali and Moses Atuma. So they are the fighters that are also on this card in particular. And there's obviously a card going on over in America as well with the zone. But I'm not going to cover too much of it in this episode because we, we don't tend to cover loads of the American stuff. We, you know, we always say if you want an in-depth analysis and, and sort of preview of what's going on on those cards, then go and see our friend Luke here at ITR Boxing because him and his colleagues over there do a great job of previewing what is going on on the American boxing scene. But I wanted to take a moment of this episode just to really address some of the goings-on within boxing this week. And the goings-on, Johnson, this week have been Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk going back and forth on social media. Alexander Usyk's been quite vocal, actually, on social media. And he keeps calling Tyson Fury belly. And he did a video about a week or so ago and he goes, belly, 
where are you in that typical Usyk voice and he keeps addressing him as as Belly and he was sent, he sent a picture out on Twitter actually last night and he said uh, Belly where are you again um stop talking about legacy stop talking about being the best fighter of all time stop talking about money come and fight and and you know it's a, it's, it's nicely sort of building up to what potentially could happen between those two but i think the biggest news johnson that's coming out of the last 24 hours is Jermaine Franklin is being lined up. It looks to be signed. I can't 100% confirm. I haven't seen anything today as I'm recording this, but it looks like Jermaine Franklin's going to fight Anthony Joshua in Joshua's comeback fight. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm in the belly. <laughs> there used to be an advert once years ago I, I, when I was little and I've, I've weren't at the belly chasing a man around. Cause belly's going to get you. Belly's going to get you. <laughs> I reckon that should be the comeback from Tyson Fury on that little uh, calling him belly. The belly's going to get you, Usyk. That's what you should be saying, you big dosser. Or your little dosser, as he's probably called, a little middleweight dosser. Um, if they fight, it'd be great banter. I think I think Usyk's up for it, isn't he? He's up, he's up to, uh, obviously, uh, have a bit of fun with it all before actually dissecting the big man, which I do believe he'll do. Um, yeah, look, Franklin, Joshua... I, do you know what? I've got no problem with it. Joshua needs a win. He needs a knockout win. He needs an impressive win. He's had a couple of defeats to Usyk, and the last thing he needs is to get beaten again. So I think, fine, give him Franklin. Give him... No, no, I mean, saying that, I mean, Franklin... He's, it's he a tough a bad test, job. Yeah, I mean, but I still think Joshua's got the power to get rid of him, whereas obviously Dillian White was was uh, very lethargic in that fight, wasn't he? he wasn't uh, uh, Franklin probably deserved to get the nod there. So that's probably why he's got the opportunity. I still think he will probably get rid of him. I, I do. I think he needs that big knockout. Or he just needs someone that's going to stand there and, and, and try and go to distance and hit him back. So Franklin's definitely going to be that guy. He's got His hands are quite fast at times. But I do think Joshua, I think it's not a bad fight for him. I do, because of the fact that the, the performance he had against Dillian White straight away that that gives him a little bit more credibility doesn't it going into this fight but I do feel that this is just a fight to get himself back to give him that confidence back saying that I mean if he loses that it's dreadful wouldn't it It really would be bad for Joshua I do think it is just a body and I think he needs to be back out and he's to be active and he's to be straight back out and get in a fight whether it be with Dillian White whoever um, or Joe Joyce even I mean Joe Joyce would be a great fight with Joshua because that'd be very interesting to see how that panned out Um, but look yeah I've got no problems with it Sean I don't know about you I think as long as he's active, as long as he's back out in sort of two, three months, it's fine by me. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. And I think it's a, it's not an easy fight for him. Like, you can't look at it. No, it's not. I know what yeah. you're saying. You're kind of sort of throwing words out there and saying he's like a body, but it's not an easy fight for him, this. Like, I, I think he's got a, he's got a fast hand. He's smaller. He is smaller. I don't think he gets rid of him, no, sure. I'm, no, no disrespect. I think he, he looked at Dillian White looked dreadful. Dillian White was poor against him. I think that was the problem. Dillian's white performance dropped, and I do think Joshua knocks him out within about five, six rounds. It's a, it's a good fight for him, though. It is a good fight for him, for, yeah. for Joshua. And let's just see where it goes. I mean, I, if it's signed, sealed, and delivered, we've got the date. The date seems to be April 1st. I look forward to the fight because I think Franklin is he's not an Andy Ruiz, but he's certainly got a similar style. And obviously, Andy Ruiz in that first fight completely destroyed Joshua. I mean, obviously, Joshua came back with a good plan, beat him in the second. I know that, but there's a potential with Joshua's mentality and issues outside of the ring that we've seen evidently in his last fight. Is he still there in terms of his boxing? Is he still mentally 100% 
in this? And I think that's the question that needs to be answered, seeing what happened in his last fight. He will tell you he's 100% in it. He will tell you he's as hungry as a lion in the jungle. But you just don't truly know that. That's a lot of PR stuff. So you don't really truly know that until you see him going there. And if he was to dispatch a Franklin like you think he's going to, then, then I can sort of say, actually, yeah. You know, that's uh, that's good. He, he's putting himself back in there. But that's what I've seen on social media, people saying about this fight. All they're saying is, all it is is a confidence builder for Joshua. If he dispatches a Franklin, then everybody thinks, wow, Joshua's back. He's going to be world champion again, three-time world champion. The reality of the situation is, he's been beaten by one of the best guys of a generation and a guy who seemingly maybe he overlooked. So it, it remains to be seen what happens in that fight. But it's a good fight. But I think a better fight than that, that I'm looking forward to in April, also is Joe Joyce versus Zeal Zhang, Big Bang Zhang. So Joyce is defending his WBO interim title against Zhang, which I think is a great fight. A great fight between two Olympians, two former Olympians. And I think the Zhang fight against Hergovic, where we felt Zhang, and many people felt Zhang should have won that over Hergovic on the cards. I think it's very interesting that Zhang is taking this fight and he's taking his chances because like Joe Joyce... He's later on into his 30s, so he certainly wants to make an impact now. This is the time for him, as in Zhang, to make an impact. And it's the time for Joyce to continue to solidify himself while he's waiting for a huge fight. This is a good fight for Joyce. I think this is, for me, this is a great fight for Joyce, actually. Not just a good fight, a great fight. Because while Joyce is waiting around to see whether he gets an Usyk fight or the winner of Usyk Fury, if that happens, what's the point of fighting a top 30 guy who he's going to blow away easily when he's been on such a good run of fights why not take a fight like this and this is what i love about joe joyce he doesn't care he just takes the fights you might not have the the fury personality you may not have the personality that people want to see outside of the ring you can come across a bit bland and monotone but you know what he delivers in the ring and he's delivered each time in the ring and i think that's for me is where people need to start giving him credit and stop criticising his style. I think we've criticised it in the past. He does come across quite slow. But as time's gone on, I've just seen how relentless that style is. And I think against a guy like Zangit, it's going to be an interesting fight because these two guys won't take a backward step. And Zang can bang as well. And Joe Joyce has got this seemingly granite chin. So, you know, it's going to be one of them fights where they're just going to go at it and it's going to be whoever can take the punches will, will win essentially in this fight so yeah interesting fight a really interesting yeah, fight indeed that i'm looking forward to any opinions on on that fight and how that fight goes down well i called him zang bang average chang or whatever you <laughs> so i thought he was to be quite honest with you I and mean, i still pretty much think that i think ergovic again um he had chinks in his armor although he was a lot of people have raved about ergovic I did as well, but I st- there was nothing there that was like stand out from Hergovic where you're like, he's going to be the next big superstar. And I, and I felt that uh, Zhang Willy, he, he proved that although he lost the fight, I think many of us, in fact, I think I dozed off because it was, I was on holiday at the time and I was watching this fight, watching that fight. It was like near on three in the morning and I ended up dozing off and, uh, and I actually thought Zhang won it for ages because he was so far, I thought he was far, so far ahead on the scorecards. But never mind. I mean, look, Zhang has proven from that fight that he's not bang average, actually. He's got a bit of a bang. And yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Can Joyce withstand that power? Maybe in hindsight, he's looking at someone like a Wilder. If he can take a, a Zhang hit, can he take a Wilder hit? I mean, that's a whole def- different kettle of fish. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, I, I still think um, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, which does also make me think that maybe the Usyk... Fury fight will happen then with Joyce tied up 
Or will Usyk, Usyk could obviously still use, uh, I think, um, is, it, is it the IBF, Ergovic? He has, yeah. Um, he's, I think he's, he's, he's the mandatory man, he is. isn't he? He's the number one contender now. So if it falls through, I'm sure Hergovic Usyk will probably be that fight. Um, and if Joshua can get past Franklin, like we expect him to do, and he wants to remain active, I mean, I still think the potential's there for Joshua against Fury. I feel that fight probably is, is likely to happen. I, again, um, I, I believe with... Joshua's old people write him off now. You know, he's got beaten by Usyk. He's got beaten by this small guy. But, you know, once people actually see Usyk in the ring against Fury and see how good he is, I think then people are going to start to realise, you know what, that them two defeats and, and how close he was in the second fight isn't that bad. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Uh, one final piece of... I call it comedy news, comedy news more than anything, because it is quite comical that I've seen this on social media in the past 24 hours. So I'm going to read out a post regarding Conor Ben that I seen on social media last night. Now, this apparently is according to the Daily Mail. I don't read the Daily Mail. I don't actively go on and look at the Daily Mail's articles, but a boxing outlet known as Boxing TV put this on social media last night. I'm going to read this statement out, and it says, Conor Ben thinks chicken eggs could have caused his two failed drugs tests after revealing he was eating between 30 to 34 eggs a week, according to the Daily Mail. Now, obviously, his tests at the moment have been held up over a lack of cooperation with UK anti-doping, and he's remaining quite silent on things, but what do you think about this absolutely farcical story that's come out about this whole chicken eggs thing. I mean, I've not seen Conor Ben post that, specifically say that. This is apparently according to the Daily Mail. Now, you know how some of these rumour mills and these fake sources and, you know, the, the crap that comes out on social media can can certainly seem illogical. This just seems absolutely farcical. I mean, chicken eggs? I mean, what, what possibly is in chicken eggs that could cause him to fail two drugs tests? I mean, I, I'm again, I'm no nutritionist. I'm no biologist i'm no biologist i can't speak for any of that but on the outset of it when you say that drugs test could have been failed because he ate so many eggs a week that just seems absolutely ridiculous i did hear something about chicken eggs i did it was something i see when he was when it was all happening and and someone mentioning like yeah yeah 100 eggs a week or something um but as a joke so obviously he's taken the leaf out of that book I've lost all respect for Conor Ben. I can't have any respect for the guy until I know for sure what the ins and outs are. I lost respect for Eddie Earn. I've lost respect for the whole camp, to be honest with you. I almost don't want to entertain him because I find the guy is dirty and he needs to clean his name. That being said, we know of boxing. Tyson Fury was dirty. Canelo was dirty. They've managed to come back, haven't they? Let's, let's, you know, let's get that right. Boxing has this tendency to be able to have a fighter where Conor Ben is now clear his name or get a ban in retrospect, which I probably think will happen. The WBA, WBC, sorry, are dragging their heels a little bit, isn't they? To, to, I think they're just sort of saying, well, they, well, I heard the other day they've shrugged their shoulders and said, well, we haven't said anything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're saying he's free to fight. Mauricio yeah. Solomon has come out and said he's free to fight as far as he's concerned. The only people that have, have done anything is the British Boxing Board of Control. They've suspended his British licence. So he could fight anywhere right. else in the world now. So why is he not fighting? If, if, if he feels he wants because he, he knows I mean the, the fact is is you can't be in this predicament and go and fight someone true I, 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 I mean the other thing was as well that he, didn't they like him and Eddie they threw their out in the ring after sort of Liam Smith knocked out Eubank Julian I thought yep. what the f 
go back in your cupboard, mate. What are you doing? Go and hide somewhere else. What are you doing? Shut your mouth. No one wants to hear you. You may think, you know, you, you cleared your name, but you haven't. Where's the evidence? You know what I mean? Where's the evidence? You failed. Effectively, you failed two drug tests, have you not? Or are we still waiting on this base sample? <laughs> or has it come out he's failed? I don't even know. This is this is the craziness of the Conor Ben situation. He needs to keep himself quiet and only come and talk when we want to hear that he's been cleared of anything. Making yourself... <laughs> it's just fucking laughable, honestly. <laughs> Shut your face, please. I mean, even even Canelo Alvarez went quiet after he, he ended up getting his six month ban, but he he kept himself quite stum, didn't he? And just yep. went, I'm just working in a gym. You know what I mean? Even Fury Tyson did. Fury, Tyson Fury disappeared for two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Whether people want to say, you know, he was depressed. I mean, it's, I, I, look, I'm not going to knock the fact that he's done stuff for mental health, but it's an easy escape route, isn't it, to say, you know, yeah, I was depressed and I started battering the gear for two years because I had millions of quid in my bank. Look, I'm not going to disrespect it. He come back and he's done well, but. I don't know, mate. Sean, anyone that fails a drug test, uh, I, I, I find it quiet. difficult. They need to keep quiet. And once they know the evidence is out, then I think, uh, do you know what? I think it might have been Brooke Lesnar that got done for the same thing as what Conor Ben done. And I think he said it was to do with a cream he put on his foot. So um, I actually feel, I thought that was quite a funny excuse, but I think the chicken eggs might have topped that, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I agree. I think, I think, fighters in this instance do need to i understand people want to hear something from them people do want to know what's going on there are people that want to know the ins and outs of a cat's backside when it comes down to certain things within boxing i think it's pretty at this moment irrelevant for us to know anything until it's time to know something so in the meantime just kind of keep stum a little bit and and stop coming out and yeah stop saying stuff stop saying stuff about you you want to fight you want to do this you want to do that i'm you know I can understand he's wanting to protest his innocence if he 100% believes he's innocent and he's trying to do that. But the problem is you're doing it to a, a public domain of people that are going to completely lynch you on social media because you haven't essentially got any evidence to support it yet. And until that happens, exactly. just stay quiet. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think staying quiet is usually the best option. Most fires in that position do kind of fade away a little bit and let things smooth over before they come out. And I think what Conor Ben's done is he's... Maybe, in hindsight, he's been a little bit too active on social media when it comes down to things, and that maybe has been a hindrance for him. But we'll see what happens. Only yeah. time will tell what will happen with the Conor Ben situation. I just thought it was funny. He'll be back. He'll yeah, be he'll be back. back. He'll be back at the end of the year. He'll be yeah. back. You know, there'll be a retrospective ban, and he'll be back probably at the end of the year. Whether it be... Eubank Jr. I mean, Eddie Earn through he was saying, could you imagine what, you know, Eubank Jr., imagine what Conor Ben would have done to Eubank Jr. the other night. And I was like, well, yeah, if he was tacked up on whatever the fuck he was on, probably would have done 10 times worse. In fact, it makes uh, Eubank Sr.'s claim that he was fearful for his son even more of a, you know, you can actually say he obviously sees something in camp and if Conor Ben had a landing and he was juiced up, you know, that's not good, mate. You know, so he just needs to shut up. Um, take himself away into that quiet cupboard he's been like he's been sort of sitting in and stay there remain there until evidence presents itself that people can start writing it off and saying okay you know you've come back you know you've done your ban you know you know now that's what boxing does boxing's we just are so fucking lenient we are we are we don't care I can see Conor being back in the ring with Eubank Jr. and and God knows what weight that's going to be at because it certainly won't be at 157 or whatever their catchment weight they had 
So yeah, I may, I don't know. Look, I, I just it, it frustrates me with these guys. So last thing I'm going to say is, because uh, <laughs> you told me that is Tyson Fury, mate. If you, I know he's not. If he was, Belly's going to get you, Sam. <laughs> so you should be sad to lose it. Telling you, Belly's going to get you. Belly's oh, going to get you. Fantastic. Brilliant. It was. It was actually. I remember it. It was a. Uh... I think it was a Reebok advert. I think it was a, it a Reebok. Re- yeah, a Reebok yeah, or Adidas. That's right. Yeah, it was a Reebok. I'm sure it was Reebok or Adidas. It was. I think it was from round about 99, 2000, if memory serves me correctly. Um, but it was funny. I do remember it. Yeah, it's um, it's quite an interesting, interesting advert. And I'm glad you brought it up because it actually just Reebok. reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, Reebok. There you Reebok. go. Reebok. There you go. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it's actually been a quite fun end to this episode we really enjoyed it it's, it's it's been fun to talk about the fight of course which is coming up this weekend Baturbia versus Yard we've given our opinions on what will happen in this fight how things could play out what could happen how could Yard beat Baturbia well both of us don't think he's going to and I think many of you guys listening will probably uh, agree to that but if you've got a difference of opinion and you want to tell us why then do that at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on TikTok as well. We post everything up on all those socials, different video clips. We put the audio clips on there, and we put the links to all the shows. So please do go and follow, like, subscribe, do all the necessaries. And final words of the show from me will be to make sure you've checked out Season 3 of The Darker Side of Boxing. Two episodes out on there. Hector Macho Camacho and The Extraordinary Life of Eamon McGee has just gone out this week. So please go and tune into it if you haven't done so already. And make sure to let us know on social media your thoughts, feelings and opinions about the shows, about The Darker Side of Boxing. And if you've got any other thoughts and feelings on the sport of boxing, you know where to find us on there. And that is it for this particular episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Fight Preview of Arta Baturbiev versus Anthony Yard. The dream is made real! Ricky Hatt rocks the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Mamma mia! He's done it! Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko! Uh... Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.